Hello and welcome to the program. Let's start at Romans chapter 6. What shall we say to all this? Are we to remain in sin in order that God's grace may multiply and overflow? Now before I go on, Romans 5 verse 15 says, God's grace is not at all to be compared to the trespass. Okay. So I, I can't stress it enough. You'll see that I feel like I want to jump up and down to bring this message to you. Okay? His free gift, his gift of grace is not at all to be compared to the trespass. If you think of all sin of the world as a drop of blood, okay, then God's grace in comparison to that drop of blood is the ocean. <laughs> okay? So if you take a drop of blood and you drop it into the ocean, it disappears completely, you will never be able to find it ever again. Okay? So the, the, the blood of Christ has washed away your sins. You will never be able to get it again, even if you look for it. Okay? So what God is concerned, your sins are forgiven, and He, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more, He will keep on giving you grace I don't care what you've done in your life. I don't care what you're doing now. The grace of God is always more than you can ever imagine to try to sin. The, all the sin in the world that ever existed is like a drop in the ocean of God's grace. So even if you had all sin of all time, of all men, if you did everything wrong that everyone that ever lived did wrong, even that sin, even if you're the worst sinner that ever lived on the earth, all that sin, okay, is like a drop in the ocean of God's grace. So, God came to uh, balance our accounts. Yes, He did. But it's much more than that. He, we, we owed like $500. God didn't give us 500 to balance the account out. He gave us like... 10 trillion, gazillion, billion, whatever you want to put, put 50,000 zeros behind it, okay? <laughs> then he gave you that. You will never be able to spend it all, okay? So, if you got a fine of $500, and you got one with 50,000 zeros dollars as a free gift, you will not write a letter to the authorities to try to make that $500 fine less, okay? You will not try to struggle it. You will you will just realize, okay, it's paid. Okay. So now in the same way, now he says, what shall we say to this fabulous, wonderful, abundant grace that God has given us? Are we to remain in sin in order that the grace may multiply? How can, <laughs> if, you, if you take this, this thing, how can the grace become even more? We can't even realize how great the, the grace is because it's so much. So, if that much grace comes to us, how can we reason and think we must remain in sin so that the grace can be more? Now, now he gives the reason why he says uh, we, we don't have to remain in sin. He says, certainly not. How can we, who died to sin, live in it any longer? Okay. So, the sin is the drop. It disappeared in the ocean. You cannot know that sin anymore. You have died to that sin. Okay? So now, 
How can you know that sin any longer? How can you live in it any longer if you have now become acquainted with the grace of God? Okay, it is an impossibility. <laughs> so I, I just want to encourage you with this. You don't have to try to get your sin out of the way. All you need is to turn your heart to God and receive grace. Because if you receive that ocean of grace, your sin is just gone. And it's gone forever. Okay, now there's some more good news on its way. Are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried therefore with him by the baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. Okay, now what I want to tell you is, you have already died to sin. You have already died. If you have been baptized into Christ, you have shed his death and his tomb. You have been placed under the water. You were buried with him. Okay? So when you were buried with him, you died to sin. So you cannot live in it any longer because you died to it. So now it says that we have been resurrected with him. And you know what? Your sin remained in the grave <laughs> because Jesus paid the price for all sin for all time. So you died and Jesus was raised from the dead with the life that the Father gave. Now that same life has raised you into a new life so that you may now have fellowship with God. Okay? He said, are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized in, into Christ were baptized into his death? So this means that you only need to realize, my goodness, I have been baptized into Christ, therefore, I have been baptized into his death. Therefore, it's not I that live, it's Christ that lives. Okay, so, we were buried therefore with him by the baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. Okay, so that means, if you realize that you have died, and that you were resurrected with Christ. It means that you can now realize that you have died to sin. Right, verse 5. For if we have become one with him by sharing a death like his, we shall also be one with him in sharing his resurrection by a new life lived for God. Now, this new life that you have been raised to enjoy now, is a life lived for God and not for yourself. The law will put your attention on yourself. You must not do this and you must do this. Okay? So it's all about what you must do and what you must not do. So it's a life lived for you. <laughs> but this other life, this life has raised you up from the life of death. You have been baptized into Christ's death and raised by the same life with which Jesus was raised from the dead. The life which the Father gave. And now we have fellowship with Him. And we have been raised. Okay? So now this new life that we have is lived for God. So now we know our old unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with Him. In order that our body, which is the instrument of sin, might be made ineffective 
and inactive for evil, that we might no longer be slaves of sin. Hallelujah. <laughs> you don't have to be a slave of sin. If you're struggling with something, you just heard the wrong message, that's all. Are you ignorant of the fact that you've been baptized into Christ when you were baptized? Are you ignorant of the fact that you were baptized into His death and that you have been ra raised to a new life with Christ, to a new life lived for God? If you know that, then the resurrection life is in operation inside you and you don't struggle with sin anymore. It's that simple. Okay? Because this thing that I'm bringing to you now makes sin to be inactive in you. Okay, I'm not speaking of sins like flesh works. I'm speaking about the principle of sin, which was inside us. You know, Romans 3.23 says, All men sin and come short of the glory of God. Okay, so that thing inside you which made you to sin, all right, the, the lower nature, <laughs> that thing has been taken out. It's been, you've been buried, and that thing remained in the grave. And by the wonderful grace of the Father, that same life with which Christ was raised from the dead was now given to you and you were raised to a new life so that you can live for God. So you don't have to struggle with sin. You can just realize that you have died to sin already and now you can be free. So what will make this thing to manifest? Hearing the right message and hearing it 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 and hearing it. Okay? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What word? The law of Moses. No, that's not the word, that's the law. The word that he's speaking about is the message of the cross of Jesus Christ. Quoting out of Isaiah 53, you can check it out in Romans chapter 10. He says, so faith comes by hearing. And he, and he refers to, to Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. All those things. Jesus died. <laughs> so a death did happen. Okay? But he died so that you can live. So that you can be resurrected out of your old life of death. Into newness of life. A life lived for God. Okay, let's go on. For when a man dies, he is freed from the power of sin. Wow. <laughs> so you only need to realize that when Jesus died, you died. When Jesus was buried, you were buried. When Jesus was raised from the dead, you were raised from the dead into a new life lived for God. You now have the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 11 says something. If the Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now dwells in you. He will restore to life or quicken your mortal short-lived bodies by the Spirit that now dwells in you. Okay, so if we realize that we have died, if we realize that Christ has paid the price and that when He was put in the tomb, we were put in the tomb and we were made inactive for sin, we were resurrected to a new life. If we realize that, we can know that we are free from sin forever, forever, forever. Sin has no more dominion over your life. You are no more a slave of sin because sin simply cannot touch you. You have died. Okay? Now, I just want to stress this point a bit. I don't know if you've ever uh, realized how dead someone is who is dead. 
I mean like physically, physically really dead. I don't want to sound insensitive. But you know what, man? You, don't, you cannot have fellowship with someone who died. A friend of mine was buried a while ago. You know what? I cannot find him on the earth anymore. You know, it, it's, it sounds strange to say this now, but do you know what? I cannot go and speak to him anymore. Okay? But you know what? Sin, your relationship to sin is like that now. If you want to find out where your sin is, <laughs> you need to go back to the day you were baptized. There's the grave. There's the tombstone. Okay, there's my sin in the grave. You cannot have fellowship with it any longer. So, are we to remain in sin? How can we who died to sin live in it any longer? It's impossible. <laughs> so the more we hear this message and believe it, the more this new life of Christ with, with which he raised us up and to which he has raised us up to live for God, the more this life will manifest in us and we will just live for God and we will just experience the life of Christ. Okay? So um, I was baptized on, I think, the 6th of March, 2000. Now, I can show you the place where I was baptized. I can take you to the address. I can show you some people who were there. They saw it. That was when Gerrit Grobler died. That was the place where I died and I remained in the grave. And Christ was risen up in my body. You know what? Sometime after that, I still experienced maybe some of the old things, but it was just because I didn't realize what happened there. I didn't know. I was ignorant of the fact that I shared his death, I shared his tomb, I shared his resurrection when I was baptized. Uh, I want you to go to Galatians chapter 2. For if I or any others who have taught that the observance of the law of Moses is not essential to being justified by God, should now, by word or practice, teach or intimate that it is essential to build up again what I tore down. I prove myself a transgressor. Okay? So, he said, if I now come and preach that you need to look at the law, where I preached beforehand that you don't need the law to be justified, then I prove myself a transgressor. Now he says... For I, through the law, under the operation of the curse of the law, have in Christ's death for me, myself died to the law, and all the law's demands upon me, so that I may henceforth live to and for God. Okay, so the book of Corinthians says, The sting of sin is death. And the power of sin is the law. Okay. So, how can we live in sin if we have died to it? How can we live in law if we have died to it? It is impossible for the law to judge a dead man. The law is absolved. The, the power of the law reaches only to that point when someone dies. Then after that, that person is not under that law anymore because he's dead. Okay. If someone, uh, it, might, it might sound insensitive again, but if someone drives 300 kilometers an hour on the highway and then dies, can he then get a ticket? No, he can't. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what he did before that point. The law cannot judge him anymore because he's dead. Okay? 
Because the law leads to death. <laughs> the law brings condemnation and death. So no more judgment after death. So you need to realize that you have died when Christ died on the cross. Okay, but we're not finished in Galatians 2. It now says, I have been crucified with Christ. In Him I have shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Therefore, I do not treat God's gracious gift as something of minor importance and defeat its very purpose. I do not set aside and invalidate and frustrate and nullify the grace of God. For if justification comes through observing the ritual of the law, then Christ died groundlessly and to no purpose and in vain. His death was then wholly superfluous. Alright. So I want you to realize this. When Jesus died, you died. When Jesus was buried, you were buried. When Jesus was raised from the dead, you were raised from the dead. Now the same strength, the same life, the same spirit with which Christ was raised from the dead now dwells in your body. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit, aren't you? You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And that means, if you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, that God Himself, in all His holiness, dwells inside you. And when He dwells inside you, all His ability, all His holiness, everything that He is, is available to you. You don't live your own silly, destructive, strenuous effortful life anymore but you now just step back and Christ comes and live through you it's no more a struggle to get the sequel it's no more a struggle to do anything for God it's no more a struggle to live your life because Christ lives it through you and it's just him that makes it just blossom and and be wonderful in your life okay now I just want to quickly go back to Romans again now in Romans 6 we read that you have died to sin. Okay, so how can we remain in sin if we have died to sin? So, but what's the power of sin? Is the law. Now in Galatians 2 we read that we have died to the law. But I just want to pull this one through. Romans chapter 7, verse 1. Do you not know, brethren, for I am speaking to men who are acquainted with the law, that legal claims have power over a person only for as long as he is alive. Okay, you are no longer alive. <laughs> okay, so the law don't have power over you. For instance, a married woman is bound by law to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is loosed and discharged from the law concerning her husband. Accordingly, she will be held in adulteress if she unites herself to another man while her husband lives. But if her husband dies, the marriage law no longer is binding on her. She is freed from that law. And if she unites herself to another man, she is not an adulteress. Likewise, my brethren, you have undergone death as to the law through the crucified body of Christ, so that now you may belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit to God. How clear do you want it? <laughs> there is no way that the law still has jurisdiction over your life. 
The law cannot judge you anymore because you have been taken out of the world of darkness, the system, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of sin and death, and you've been raised to a new life with Christ, lived for God, through the crucified body of Jesus Christ, through the, the burial of Jesus Christ, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay, so in Romans chapter 6, he says, we are no longer under, under the law, but under grace. So this is why, because we have died to sin, we have died to the law, so we are no longer under the law, we have been raised from the dead, we died to the law, we've been raised from the dead to a new life now lived for God. Okay, so now I just want to, to bring the heart of Jesus in all this towards you. In Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 4, but God, so rich is he in his mercy, because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive Together in fellowship and in union with Christ, He gave us the very life of Christ Himself, the same new life with which He quickened Him, Jesus. For it is by grace that we are saved. And He raised us up together with Him and made us sit down together in the heavenly sphere. Okay, so you have been raised from the dead. But not only that, you've been raised to a new life with Christ. You have been raised to a new heavenly dignity. You are in Christ. You are seated on the throne in Christ with Him in the heavenly places. Okay? And he said, He did this that He might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of His free grace. His unmerited favor uh, in His kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. For it is by free grace that you are saved, <laughs> delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves. It is not of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of of God. Now, I think it is really necessary for us to realize that the, the salvation that God gives us is a gift. It is free. It is a gift. In the law, the thing was totally out of our price range. <laughs> it was, the price was so high that none of us could ever buy it. In the law, we could never get it. But in grace, it is totally, utterly free because Jesus paid the price. Okay? Something is either free or you pay a price for it. Something is either free or you pay a price for it. If you bring the price down, if you get discount, you still pay. <laughs> so Jesus didn't come to make the law cheap and to bring the standard of the law down. No, well, you can read Matthew 5. He actually proved what the standard of the law really is. He said, be perfect. <laughs> so, Jesus 
didn't bring the standard down. He put the standard up there and then he made the standard for us so that we could have it for free, for you for free, okay, forever. So there's no way that you can ever pay it by yourself. So now, if we realize this whole thing, that we by free grace have received life from God, if we realize this, then we can just live for God. We don't have to struggle and put ourselves in the middle of everything. We can just live for God, a life filled with Christ, a life filled with miracles, a life full of the glory of God, and it's all by His doing and not by our doing. So I just want to encourage you with this. You have died to the law. You have died to sin. And you do not need to try to do anything. You do not need to try to be better. You do not need to try to twist God's arm to get something from Him. You know what? He actually from the beginning just wanted fellowship with, with you. He had intense love towards you with which he, uh, he loved you so much and he, he wanted to demonstrate that love to you. And he, he wanted to show that love to you so that you can be restored in fellowship with Him. Okay? So now, now that we can know this, now that we believe that we have been saved from sin and the law, from sin and death, now that we know that the law of the Spirit and life has freed us from the law of sin and death, now we can just live this life for God. So you can just turn to Him. Away from what you think you must do, you can just turn to Him and look at Christ and what He did for you and experience His love for you. You can just turn to Him and realize the price that was paid for you. And that is the thing that will set you free. In no way, shape or form will you ever be able to rescue yourself from this. <laughs> you, you are a slave of Christ. You are a bond servant of Christ. You have been made free from the law. You have been made free from everything that's not God. And you have been placed in Christ. There's, you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. It's a done deal. Sorry, you belong to Christ. <laughs> There's no way that you can escape this. So just enjoy the bliss of knowing God. And you can just really explore your, your fellowship with Him. You can explore your relationship with Him.